0: I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their. Well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 142 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you're already familiar with me, welcome back. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I hope that you enjoy it. To reintroduce myself, I am a licensed therapist located in Richfield, New Jersey, where I work primarily with moms and with kids. However, I say primarily because I do work with other age ranges outside of young children. I see kids ages five and up, and I do see young adults as well. And I really enjoy working with young adults because it's a special time. When you're 18, there's so many things that you can do. And I call this time of having the safety net while you're in college, if that's where you are during this age range, because you can make mistakes while having the safety net. But then when you turn 21, there's a whole new almost set of expectations that now you are a. Officially an adult. And that's so weird because again, you have one foot in this young adult age range and then one fold in this weight. Am I actually an adult mindset that sometimes it's really odd or interesting having to be somewhere in between? Do you remember when you first felt like an adult? Most of my adult feelings came after 21, but I do remember being a first-year student at college, and I remember my mom saying, well, make the dentist appointment yourself, and I was like, wait, what? Like, how How do I do that? <laughs> and it sounds a little silly, like, you know, I, I was able, of course, to pick up the phone and just make an appointment for myself, but that's something that I always had done. That's something that my mom always did for me. And that was a standout point in time that I was like, oh, I guess this growing up thing is actually happening. And growing up is again, weird because there's truly never an age where you have it all figured out. I even say that now as an actual, actual adult, (laughs) because whether you're a kid learning to work through emotions and conflicts for the first time, or whether you're an adult that needs to navigate through life and make big life decisions, there's always some part of you that's going to face some kind of uncertainty and need to seek out clarity as a result of the uncertainty. And it is typical, after all, because we're meant to experience a wide range of emotions. And most of the time, we are figuring out life, even if it's step by step and piece by piece. But even though we know that things will fall into place, even if it's eventually, and what's meant to be will be, there's always something within us that seems to cause us to think otherwise. And I think when it boils down to it, it may just be fear of the unknown, being at a place in life where certain changes may seem big and daunting and worrying about what the future will hold. Or maybe it's fixating on the past, believing that your mistakes define you, and maybe you're struggling from healing from the hurdles and challenges that you've faced up to this point in time. But whatever the case, sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations for ourselves that weigh us down even more than the actual situation. And I really want you to think about what that means. Sometimes it's not even the situation we're facing, but it's a story that we have set up in our minds that can weigh us down more so than what's actually happening. And this can happen between that special space of 18 to 21, but it can also definitely happen to us who are double and triple and quadruple times that age. And this actually reminds me of when I was 26 years old and my dad sat me down for a very serious conversation, which threw me off because it's not typically how, you know, we converse with each other. And I remember him asking me very seriously. Now, remember in old school, typical Dominican dad saying, what is it that you're doing with your life? And I was 26 years old and I sat back and I was like, What is it that I'm doing with my life? I was living on my own. I was teaching full-time by day. And at nighttime, I was going for a master's in school counseling. I was also involved in a lot of organizations trying to make positive change, as I've always enjoyed doing. But where my dad was coming from was, what is it that you're doing with your life? You're not in a serious, committed relationship yet. And when is it that you're going to settle down, get married, have kids and provide a grandchild? That is where he was coming from. And even though I was pretty content where I was in life at that point in time, it actually was the beginning, the trigger for having what I called a quarter life crisis, because I did then after that begin to get worried and saying, oh, my goodness, what is it that I'm doing with my life? I'm doing nothing with my life. But again, I was 26, living on my own, being a full-time teacher and going to school part-time to get a master's. I was doing a lot of great things, but in that old school way, in that old school mentality, I wasn't doing much because I was not in a committed relationship. And it placed in me this expectation of having to be at a certain point in my life where I was not, and I was not behind, I was not ahead, I was at my own pace. But sometimes this happens in life, where we think that we should be following some kind of timeline set out by other people outside of ourselves, and we may really be okay, but then we feel that we are falling behind, but then we feel that we are not keeping up with the Joneses or with whomever, and not doing things as we should. But what we have to remember is that there really is no right way of doing things. The actual only way of doing things is that the timing of our own lives is when we feel that things are okay to happen. And when we start believing these expectations, then we set ourselves on a trajectory sometimes of disappointment because we're not doing things at the pace that other people think that we should be doing things. And this can become an unhealthy way of thinking and of living. And that was just my personal example, but there are a slew of other examples where unrealistic expectations really guide or kind of jade our view of who we are. And it can be things like hurting someone unintentionally or missing a commitment or stressing something about the future that hasn't even happened yet. And these unrealistic expectations are really quite unhealthy because it can make us feel horrible. It makes us think that we're perhaps bad people or bad friends, where in reality, we're just being human. Or sometimes we don't give ourselves the space to understand ourselves or forgive others or forgive ourselves. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves when we don't reach a particular goal or a particular space in life in a particular time of life. And then we feel really badly about where we actually are in that point in life. So when we see ourselves falling into this negative pattern of thinking, we want to make sure that we are aware when these things are happening and then as quickly as possible break out of that cycle. Because then what happens is that we begin to spiral in this mindset of shoulda, woulda, coulda, that then we lose where we actually are, what we're doing, and what's important to us. So in order to make this happen, we need to first differentiate between goals and unrealistic expectations. So a great way to think about it is that goals are little game plans that we aim for, whether they're milestones for physical or mental growth. And with goals, it's important to establish bite-sized goals, or as I just talked about in the last episode, quarterly goals, so that we can make sure that they're attainable. Goals are things that we expect for ourselves with the right intention, and they really can guide us toward a positive path. What we want to be careful with, though, is not letting a goal become an unrealistic expectation. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't have big dreams or that we can't become the people we want to be, but it simply means that if the goal ever changes or if we find a new goal, that we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves because of that or feel like we failed just because we didn't do what that original goal was. Instead, we should be proud of ourselves for trying and accept the good that will come with the new direction that we take. So when we have goals, we wanna be firm about the goals, but we wanna be flexible in the ways that we get there and be flexible in even shifting the goals depending on where we are in life. Because remember, we are constantly learning and growing and changing. And while we're doing this, so will the things that we envision for ourselves. And we also have to understand our feelings because what happens many times is we experience these big emotions like disappointment, frustration, sadness, when things don't turn out the way we expected them to turn out. And instead of shoving these emotions to the back burner, putting them way back in the closet so that we don't have to deal with them or reacting to them negatively, we should take the time to validate them and communicate them in a healthy way. I really believe that there is no such thing as a bad emotion. There are just some intense emotions and it's okay to feel them. And with that, it's okay to manage them, deal with them, communicate them, shake them off, and then move on to the next emotion that life brings. With communication, it's important to not only communicate with someone else, but also to take that time to work through these emotions ourselves. So we want to think to ourselves, how did the situation make us feel? Is there a way that we can make ourselves feel better? And by thinking through what you're feeling, you might realize in the end that what you're stressing about may not even be worth all of that stress. Or maybe we realize that we need a healthy space to talk about our emotions and we can consider these healthy spaces to perhaps be a trusted friend or maybe a supportive community or maybe finding ourselves a licensed therapist. It's important to set time for ourselves to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and like the song says, try, try again. Because if we allow ourselves to stay in that space and stay stuck, then what we're doing is putting all of that energy into that stuckness, as opposed to doing something to unstick ourselves. So remember that some things are out of our control, but at the end of the day, life is truly what we make of it. If we allow ourselves to feel things as they come and pick ourselves up after the fall, then we can guide our expectations instead of letting our expectations guide us. Also, shift your expectations from unrealistic to realistic ones. So for example... Every person has expectations of the relationships in their lives, whether it be partners or friends, romantic relationships, whatever it be. And these expectations could be core values of the things that you appreciate, attributes that are important to you, or things that just speak your love language. And these are valid to have. Make sure that you exercise these expectations with flexibility, though. Because for example, if you're upset with your friends for not showing up to an event that they promised to come to, it's okay for you to feel upset because your expectation wasn't met, but it's also important to convey your feelings and let them have a chance to explain to you why they weren't able to attend. Things come up and many times we have to give people in our life the flexibility that we would also like to. And when we communicate, we also let them know how important things are to us so that they can keep it in mind for next time. Also, give grace to yourself as you need to as well. Just as it's important to forgive others, it's also just as important to forgive yourself. So for example, if you didn't get the job you wanted, if you're not in the place where you imagined you would be at this point, whatever the case is, remember that you are good enough because you are you. By understanding why forgiveness is key to the relationships we build with others and with ourselves, we do become stronger and happier individuals. Another tip is to celebrate what you're proud of. And I'm actually guilty of not doing this quite often. Sometimes we think about these unrealistic expectations and we get caught up in, well, why didn't I get the blank I wanted? Or why doesn't my life look the way that I expect it to look like by now? And we spend so much time thinking of what we're still working toward, or maybe what we're lacking, that we don't take the time to celebrate the things that are indeed worth celebrating. So find ways to highlight your accomplishments. Sometimes this means being a little bit braggadocious to people who love you. But also you can do this by yourself by journaling or using affirmations. It's really awesome to put pen to paper and actually write what you're proud of or what you're looking forward to happening. It's so very powerful because then you'll actually see these things happen and then you can celebrate yourself in writing. Also, treat yourself. You deserve it. So whether it be a new movie, a new podcast, a latte, just because you can enjoy a breather for working hard and reward yourself. Even if you feel like you haven't attained exactly what you're working for yet, those baby steps along the way are also reason to celebrate. Remember that we need to place trust and love into ourselves and invest in ourselves When we do this, we create more things worth celebrating and build a strong foundation for all the good that there is to come. And lastly, live in the moment. And this is where mindfully comes in a thousand percent. Remember that we can't change what's already happened, we can't change what's in the past, and we can't control what hasn't yet happened. We can't always control the future. So we have to try to filter out noise and instead find productive habits, passions, hobbies, whatever it is that brings you to a place that brings you peace, that puts you in a better mood, and that gives you ease of mind and ease of heart. Remove the thoughts, the distractions, the people, if needed, that aren't giving you any positive benefits, and give that additional time instead to yourself, who's constantly growing, to the people who love you, or to the experience or activities that you need in order to grow. It's important to place emphasis on the things that are important to you because in a few years, you won't remember a bad day at work, you may not remember that thing that was a day late, but you will remember laughing with your kids during a game night. You will remember the smile on your partner or family's faces when you walked down the aisle or the way that your parents' eyes lit up when they were proud of you for accomplishing that thing you were working so hard to accomplish. So remember to live in the right here and right now. We can't control the past and we can't control the future, but we can do our best to reduce stress, to encourage growth and to take advantage of the moments that really matter. By embracing mindfulness and by being kind to others and to ourselves, we grow into the best versions of ourselves. We release the weight of unrealistic expectations. And when we do that, we leave room for growth for positive energy and we leave the space to propel ourselves in the direction we choose I now invite you to join me for the short guided meditation so right now regardless of where you are or what you're doing I invite you to consider the message which you just heard and do take this moment to think of one professional goal that you're working toward. Something that you wish to accomplish in your professional or work life. It's important to have these goals, but it's also important to not let these goals define us. So I'd like for you to actually visualize holding this goal in your hands. Maybe it's a certain color, maybe a certain shape, maybe a certain weight. And visualize yourself taking this important goal and putting it on a shelf. Not on a shelf behind books or behind decorations, but on a shelf where it deserves your view and give it its time it deserves at its appropriate time. But now I want you to think of a personal goal you have for yourself. A goal that perhaps takes those you love into consideration. Maybe it's spending more time with your kids or your partner or family. Maybe it's having a dedicated game night or making at least one or two calls a week, or maybe one or two texts a week to those that you've lost touch with. Just as it's important to work on our professional selves, it's also important to work on our personal selves. Know that you are comprised of a lot of different values and things you hold important to you, but also know that you are important to others. So think about perhaps who you can spend more time with because when we reach our last breath, it's that which we will remember. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you wanna be, You are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.